I don't know if, if challenge is the right word. Uh, you know, he just gets wash, rinse, repeat. You know, it's continue to have confidence in your ability, confidence in your teammates, confidence in your coaches that you have, that he has the ability to take a game over um, when when he's when he's clicking. So um, you could say challenge, but um, for in my mind, it's more just have that continued confidence and swag and just play with that that letter rip mentality. Well, folks, it looks like for now the season is back on. The Jets all of a sudden find themselves in a must-win game. I feel like we've been saying every week is a must-win game since the third week of the season or whatever. But here we are. It's the Jets Way Podcast, Jake. And we had to bring out the big guns for this one, folks. The most negative man on the planet, our good buddy, Donnie. But this is, of course, the Jets Way Podcast brought to you by our good friends over at Underdog Fantasy. And the NFL season is winding down, folks. Only just a few more weeks to play. Make sure you download the Underdog app today, and new customers can get their first deposits fully matched up to $100 using promo code JETSWAY. Must be 18 years or older, New York, New Jersey, and present. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or 1-877-HOPE-NY and visit www.ncpgambling.org. All right, Donnie, so how miserable were you that we won that game against the Texans? Like, on a scale of 1 to 10? Like a 4. Really? I, I would figure it'd be yeah, like an I 11. That, I wasn't that mad, honestly. You expected it, though. You expected to win a couple yeah, games that's what I'm to ruin the tank. No one ex- yeah, everyone's giving me crap, you know. Oh, how could they win? We can't score. We can't score. Well, we couldn't score in, you know, 2020. We we're 0-12. We beat the Rams and on the road as a 20-point underdog. So anything could happen. No, you, we, we couldn't score like this, though. You see what I'm saying? Like, that was bad. No. But this is this is the worst. Dude, this is the worst offense that's been put on a football field since, like, the 60s. It is. We're the Jets, so anything can happen. Yeah. So were you more miserable uh, that this tank was ruined, or were you more miserable that the Mets uh, haven't done anything the yet? No, nah, I saw the Mets coming, so this Jets season has, you know, frustrated me a lot more. The Mets no. did all the – they did their whole – they did all their work at the trade deadline. They told me everything I need to know about next year. They're not going for it, which I'm fine with. I really just want Yamamoto. I didn't really want anybody else. Do you think he's going to the Mets, or – No. No chance. <laughs> Well, listen. he's going to the Dodgers. I, I think he's going to the Dodgers. Dodgers one, Yankees two, Mets three. Yeah. Well, we'll he's just holding have to all his meetings in LA. Yeah. You know. we'll, we'll just have to see. But uh, for this week's game against the Dolphins, is there any chance the Jets win this game? No chance. Uh, all right, not no chance. Uh, maybe ten percent. I mean, they're they're all lines. <laughs> You're giving them a whole ten percent chance. Ten <laughs> percent. That's it. So, so what needs to happen for the Jets to win this game? The defense has to dominate. How many points do they need to score to win this game? Uh, probably the race to 20. Quote, quote the great Robert Sala. Yeah. Race to the, 20. The race to 20. The race to 20 is on. Ha, you expected him back, though, the whole time, right? You don't think you don't think there's any chance he'll be fired at the I end don't of the year? I think there's any way he gets fired. I think as soon as he went down, they, you know, Woody gave him and Douglas the, the free-for-all saying, you're coming back. They're going to give him at least one chance at Rodgers, which I definitely do not agree with. I just know that's what's going to happen. Well, you know what they got to do is we talk about it, uh, you and I, we've definitely talked about it. It's just the fact, though, that there's still so many injuries on the offensive line. We're, we're seeing this week Carter Warren and Max Mitchell may not play. What in God's name are they doing in practice? You think that a coach would you think the coach would say, hey, let, let's switch up our practice habits a little bit. Guys just keep getting injured. And the old line coach, Keith Carter, Taylor Luan was on record saying that he just runs guys into the ground. He's way too hard on players. 
and we're seeing it firsthand. And I get it. The Jets O-line was hurt last year. Dude, This it, it was not this bad last year. With The backups to the backup are getting hurt right now. That's how bad it is. Like last year, okay, the starters were getting hurt. But the backups, for the most part, were playing. This is a, somebody's got to pay for this, man. Like those two guys, the, the whoever is the strength and conditioning coach and Keith Carter need to be fired. And then this is all under Salah's watch. It just goes to show that he's not the most competent coach there is. No, other than like identifying a few pieces on the defense, he really is pretty much bad at everything. Yeah, well, he did get out coached by Antonio Pierce and Aiden O'Connell, yeah. who just lost and Brandon, three to nothing. And Brandon Staley. Brandon Staley beat him by three touchdowns in his own building. Yeah, well, Pier- the Pier- you know what it was, though, Donnie, when you look at this season – and look, I, I think the Jets are going to go seven and ten. I think you and I have talked before. You think they're going to win another game or two because that's just how it goes. Yeah, seven I, and ten. Yeah, but look, we're gonna we're gonna look at it, and if like God forbid they go eight and nine, we're gonna look at that Raiders game on that Sunday night and be like, what the hell was that? Because you know what it is, dude. Okay, we lost the Falcons because of Boyle. Boyle stinks. Got it. Whatever. Falcons are at least like okay, they're they're a bad team, but they're not like bad bad. And then we lost to the Patriots. What else is now? We always lose to the Patriots and Belichick. But I feel like that Raiders game was the one, man, because they they couldn't even score a touchdown against the Raiders. They're horrible, dude. They, they like that's the game to me that's going to bite us in the ass in the in the end. Yeah, just lost three nothing at home. Three nothing at home goes to show. Yeah, it's, they're they're terrible, and somehow we lost to them. Yeah, the and, coaching and the co- that game was abysmal. The coaching game plan. It really just seems like he has no idea what he's doing going to, going into every single week. We we're out of coaching disadvantage every week going to the games. Yeah. I mean, look, we, we were out coached by an interim coach. Uh, yeah. That was a second game with a quarterback that clearly does not belong starting in the league as we've seen. And we lost. This, I don't know, dude. It's like so frustrating because I don't want this coaching staff back here in the slightest next year. And we, we have no choice. We, we have no choice. Dude, we're, we are at Liberty of Aaron Rodgers, dude. Everyone's talking about this and that in the offseason. What's going to happen? Um, after this game, by the way, if they do win this game, I'm telling you right now, we're going to see Aaron Rodgers play on Christmas Eve. I'm, I'm telling you that right now. Wouldn't that be just so I'm, are you ready for it? Would you be surprised? Uh, would I be shocked? No. Do I want him to play? No. Well, why don't you want him to play exactly? Because like, it's the, you can't see the re-injury happening. Oh, dude. Can I can see. It's dude, a if, lock. If, if, Unfortunately. I, I don't want to put that into the, to the atmosphere. But with this franchise doing something dumb like that, there I just don't think they're capable of looking smart doing that. That's that's what I'm saying. No, it's like, horrible. I guess people want to see him because we waited so long for him. But at this rate, it's useless. We're not making the playoffs. It's over. Like, get over it. He's the, it can only do harm him coming back. It does zero positivity to see him play. No, it does nothing for him to come well, back. We have I'll, to wait. I'll, I'll give September. you. It is what it is. I'll give you the one scenario where I would want him to come back and play if by. All hell freezes over, and they win the next three games. If it's if they're eight and eight, and they have a really strong chance to make the playoffs in Week 18 against the Patriots, I, I don't know. I, I would want him to play personally. Yeah, I would I, let him play in that scenario, but I just don't see that scenario no. happening. Well, I agree. With How you. are we going to beat Cleveland? How are we going to beat Miami and Cleveland on the road? Well, look, Miami. I can't give you a good answer. I I don't have a good feeling about this game. It just feels like there's no way Zach Wilson can follow that up again. And I, obviously, I just have a weird feeling that the defense is gonna is not gonna play well on Sunday, and the offense might be all right. I don't know why. Well, they're gonna be. I have a weird look, feeling it's gonna be like thirty-one twenty-one loss or something. Well, what's weird is though that Han looks like he's not gonna play for the Dolphins. Yeah, there goes my fantasy season. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> it, it looks like Han is not gonna play. 
And then Tyreek Hill, either he doesn't play or he's not 100%. Maybe he's more of like a decoy. I, I don't really know. But and, and historically, the Jets have played pretty well against Tua since Tua's entered the league. So, yeah. I think if they lose, it's probably due to the offense doing nothing. I mean, if the offense shows up and plays, this team usually wins. I can't give you a good path to victory in this game. This is just not a good matchup for the Jets. And their corners the last time they played Miami, people forget that game in the first half was only 10-6 because Miami made it look like 10-6. Remember, they went for it on fourth down, and then Tyreek Hill dropped the touchdown on the opening yeah, drive. Exactly. I mean, it could, it could have been over uh, after that probably. So, I don't know, man, but – in terms of beating the Browns on the road, I mean, I could see it. Look, if, if the ball bounces their way once or twice, I don't think the Browns are going to run up the score with with Joe Flacco playing quarterback, even though he's played well. I don't. I, you see what I'm saying? Like, I could see a scenario where the Jets could win that game by scoring only one touchdown. That's that's how I can give you that. This weekend, obviously, scoring one touchdown ain't going to cut it. No, but you've seen this before from Wilson. He's had what four or five good games. And then he comes out the next week and he's horrific. So would you be totally shocked if he goes back to his normal way no. of playing? On no, I'm, I'm, almost, I'm, saying. I'm almost expecting it. And, and and when you say four or five good games, dude, when has he ever had four or five good I know, games in a row? I mean, the Chiefs one game, game he was good. Last week he was good. I I think one or two games his rookie year he was decent. No, it was the, it was the end of his rookie year. Dude, it, yeah, when he so, came back from that injury, he was okay. Dude, it almost it's almost a bigger indictment on the coaching staff. Because he got progressively worse after his yeah, rookie he's year. Been getting, he's been getting worse since then. Yeah, like when he's supposed to be getting better. Because you know what it was? like. It seems like the more that the coaching staff has influenced him, he's gotten worse. Because when you're yeah. a rookie, dude, in the preseason, he looked good. Like uh, He looked like he, he belonged, did. dude. He was looking off receivers against the Packers at Lambeau Field. I was like, holy crap. Like, dude, this guy is going to be good. Like, I, I generally thought that he was going to be good after watching the preseason. And even against the Panthers week one, like, dude, he looked good. He looked good that game. He played better than Darnold that game. Yeah, he did. And then, obviously, the Patriot game was a disaster, but Belichick does that to yeah. rookie quarterbacks. But, dude, the Titans game was a good game. The Bucks game, he played well. He played well against the Jaguars. Sala wasn't there. Like, yeah, even, dude, even against the Texans, and like, dude, he had some pretty good games where he resembled an NFL quarterback. And then, in his second year, he got hurt to start the year. And then, first game against the Steelers was pretty good. And it just got worse and worse and worse as the season went on. It's it's unbelievable, yeah. honestly. Well, they're coaching him to exactly the opposite of what kind of player he is. They're trying to make him a boring, stand in the pocket pocket passer when he just needs to run around and throw the ball. It is what it is. That that's how he is. That's the only way he's ever going to have a good game is if he's running around slinging it. And they're trying to make him a boring pocket passer that doesn't throw interceptions. Well, it I've is always, it is what it is. I've always said that he'll never be a pocket passer. No, but but what is, I'll say to you fine is in today's NFL. And, and look, I made this take earlier, and I said it. You could even go back, and I did it. I went back and I listened to the podcast when we were looking for a coach. I literally said the Jets need to hire Brian Dable because if they're going to draft Zach Wilson, I'm not saying he was Josh Allen, but dude, he's got a similar playing style to where he kind of needs to play reckless at times in order to be yeah. an efficient quarterback. I go, we need a guy that can help him play within structure while not taking that quality away from him. And we've seen that with Brian Dable. And oh, we're seeing that with Brian Dable right now with some guy named Tommy DeVito from New Jersey, right? A, a contrary to coaching styles, bro. Dable said this week that they're like, hey, what's going on? Like, you know, why are you guys having success? I go, I gave him a few plays he likes. And I said, go let it rip, kid. Like, that's what I'm saying. And then meanwhile, we take a kid second overall. This is an undrafted free agent, Tommy DeVito. We take a kid second overall. And our coach says he needs to play boring football. Like, th this is what yep. I'm saying here. And this is the problem with the franchise. They never change their ways. When will we ever 
hire an offensive coach with a young quarterback? Like, when are we ever going to get that vision? Like, the only time we did that was after a quarterback in his first year had a defensive coach, and then we followed up with an even worse head coach. Like, this is the only time they've done that. You'd think they would catch on by now. Unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, they, they just keep doing it over and over again. It's insanity, like you said. Rookie defensive coach with a rookie offensive coordinator with a rookie quarterback. It's never, ever, ever going to work for this franchise, ever. And they keep no, doing it. Defensive coach, too. A defensive coach is always yeah, going to be stop. more. I'm done with the defensive coach. And, I mean, I know this is defense, but this is the draft. But we're off topic. But if they go defense in the first round, I'm done. I do not care. I'm, yeah, I say I'm done. They, they can't do it. The I'm best done, player dude. on the board on offense, I don't care what position he is. I don't care if he's a lineman. I don't care if he's a run, uh, not running back, but receiver or tight end. They have to it, take one of them. Yeah, it won't be a running back anyway. Completely agree. No, there's, no, there's no good ones in the first round this year. No, I completely agree with you on the draft. But, dude, just getting back to the coach, man, like, it, it's frustrating because, like, maybe if this kid was coached correctly when he was a rookie, he might have been pretty good. Honestly. Like, I'm not going yeah, to. I was gonna telling you last week. I, I don't agree with you, but go ahead. To, to, you can tell I the audience. I, I, I really am starting to think when he leaves that he's going to get hooked up with one of these offensive coaches and they're going to turn him into something. No, you see, I just feel like he's already developed. I can see it. He's already developed like really bad habits. It, it almost kind of reminds me of Darnold in a way because Darnold was the same way. Like his rookie year was pretty promising, and then he just got progressively worse. Uh, Darnold's second year was actually pretty good under Adam Gase. Like he really wasn't yeah, that bad right. when you when you, no, when you think about it compared to what we've had. But with Darnold, like I don't know, man. Like he never went on to have like a great career after the Jets. I get it. He's still like kind of young. Yeah. And he hasn't really gotten the chance though. They did. He did. He was pretty bad. He in played Carolina. only. He only. He only played what one season in Carolina. He got hurt again, He's, and that was it. No, so he played la he, last year. He was in Carolina too, but I think he did get hurt again last year too. But yeah, the well, only time he's injury prone. Yeah, well, the only time we really saw Donald look good outside of a Jet uniform was with uh, McCaffrey in the beginning of yeah. that season uh, with the Panthers. And then McCaffrey never really came back uh, in, in twenty twenty one. But but what I'm saying here is like, yeah, maybe he can go on and have like a a pretty good career with as a, like a backup or you know a spot starter or like a bridge quarterback and. It's not, I, I just don't think he's the type of guy. It's almost kind of like Geno Smith. And as, as good as Geno played last year, like you're not going to win anything with Geno Smith as your starting quarterback. And I, I just don't think he's the type of quarterback where we're not going to look back in a couple of years and be like, wow, that guy was Drew Brees. He went on to win a freaking Super Bowl and take his game to an all-pro level. I just I don't see that with him. I just have such a bad feeling that he's going to go and be good somewhere else. I just have a feeling. No, there's no rhyme or reason behind it. I just because he he's so talented. And you could see it in those small spurts that if they could just figure out his headspace and get him to throw the ball in the right spot and make the right decisions, that I think he's going to be good. Because well, his I talent think, is through the roof. I, it, I think his arm is – he's the best arm talent we've ever had at quarterback, obviously, besides Rodgers. Yeah, well, but honestly – Actually throwing the ball, he has the best arm talent that we've seen, especially in our lifetime. Yeah, no, look, look, you're not wrong, but I just feel like once, you, once you're a bad decision maker – that's that's a tough habit to really break. And I get it. Josh Allen turns the ball up, turns the yeah. ball over a lot. But I'm sorry, like this kid's not running the football like a running back like Josh Allen. And that's another thing. I mean, I'm not even going to say he No, nah, dude, Josh Allen's like trucking. Not guys like Josh Allen. No, not not Josh Allen, but he can run the ball, though. So he can. Not, dude, I think his career and uh, look, Craig, tell me if I'm wrong here. Like, dude, he could be like a Daniel Jones. Like, yeah, like I, how he played last year. The way Daniel Jones played last year under Brian Dable, of all people, I really think that could be Zach. I don't know about like 700 rushing yards. That's what Jones had. But that was kind of like an anomaly yeah. for Daniel Jones's career. He's usually around like 400 yards. Uh, but yeah, look, you you could definitely be right. I think he has to be off the roster at the end of the year. I don't I don't see a scenario where this kid is back on this football team next year. I really don't. You can't 
you can't run it back with him as the backup next year. If he lights it up for four games, I, I would consider keeping him. Yeah, but does he want to stay though? If he lights it up, don't you think he no, wants? No, he probably to go? doesn't. But too, too bad you're under contract. You got to stay. Yeah, that doesn't work though. That you don't want a guy. I know in it's locker. bad. I know. Yeah, you, I, you I'm gonna have a hard time getting rid of a guy who puts together five games. If which I, I don't think this is gonna happen at all. No, but if he puts those games together like he just did, which again, I there's no way I see it happening. But in the off chance that it does, I would have a very hard time getting rid of him. Yeah, I, I just first or second round pick in return. Yeah, let let's. Get. Yeah, no, 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 definitely not. I mean, we'd be lucky to get like a fourth or a fifth round pick for the kid. Yeah, that's, that's, what, that's what I was thinking. You got to pay him. He's on the books for $11 million next year. Yeah, which for a starting quarterback is cheap, but not for having as a backup. No, and obviously you're not picking He's going to his... be gone. They yeah. told him they're going to trade him already. So I don't think it matters. No matter how he plays, he's going to be gone. Yeah, well, if they're wise, they would trade him to like the other conference, not to like New England or anywhere like yeah, that. Yeah, I, I, oh, if they trade him in conference and this guy comes back to bite us, I'm going to be sick to my stomach. Yeah, no, it would it would be very jet like, and it's the jet fan in you that that tells you that that is a a real possibility. But yeah, man, I got what, a team what, for you for him. Well, who? This is just I've been thinking about this today. Can't you see this guy? He goes to the Vikings, gets hooked up with their coach, who's a very good offensive coach, and plays in the dome, just lights it up. Yeah, I, I mean, that, that's yeah. a team I can see him going to. Yeah, I mean, it depends if Kirk Cousins. Goes back there next year. Kirk Cousins probably isn't ready to start the year. If, yeah, he plays uh, a couple of games at the beginning of the year. Good offensive coach. Good offensive coach, but I have a hard time. Well, they would probably bring in somebody else with Wilson. I don't yeah. see a team being like, "Here you go, Zach. Here's the job." I don't. Yeah, if I, I can see are, a rebuilding team doing it. Well, like, if a team doesn't care about winning next year, let's say, right? But this, but this is only based if he plays well the last every, four games. If he's bad, no one's going to want him. Every team is going to care about winning though next year because all the teams oh, that are bad right. this year, their coaches are going to be on the hot seat. Like, yeah, I, I mean, could you see maybe the Rams wanting him? I don't know. My, Matt, yeah, I Matt, can see him Mike, too, man. But Mike Lafleur probably doesn't like him. He well, got yeah, Mike yeah, Lafleur fired yeah. here. No, it, yeah, that's true. And dude, that was a real thing. And I hate the excuse. I know you're not the biggest fan of Joe Douglas, but we can't say that we we did not try to help this kid out. Like, okay, I'm sorry. They used premium draft capital on the offensive line. They drafted the rookie of the year. At receiver, they drafted what would have been the rookie of the year at running back last year. He didn't like the previous coordinator. No problem. We'll get rid of him. We're going to bring in a veteran co- uh, coordinator. That didn't work either. Like they did try. Like with the when they had Sam Darnold, dude, they just had throwaway tank years with with Chris Hogan playing receiver and well, his weapons were horrible. His weapons were abysmal. Coached by Adam, like that kid was put in a position to not succeed. Like Zach was put in success. Like here's the thing. Like maybe okay if he wasn't playing. At like a top 10 level and he was like an average to a slightly below average quarterback. And we were thinking like, oh, is he worth like bringing back here for a second contract? Okay, fine. I, I sure. Like, I, I hear you. I just don't think that that's the case when you play as awfully as he did. Yeah, he's going to be gone. I mean, it is what it is at this point. I'm just saying I have a hard time getting rid of him, but I think they're going to. Yeah. They already told him they're going to trade him. So, yeah. Well, well speaking of getting rid of and, and dis- disappointments of first round picks, what else is new? Uh, Makai Becton next year. I, dude, I'm sorry. He no, can't play left goodbye. tackle. No, he's he's gone. He's got to be gone. You're back to Ari playing left tackle. I think he's going to be playing one of the tackle positions, and I'm not saying I agree with it. I just not I playing right tackle. Right on the wall. No, he. Then dude, he'll, he's, be the left, then he'll yeah. be the left tackle. Well, the idea is if you bring in back the Ari, hopefully this franchise in the first round, I in an ideal world, is able to find a tackle. And and dude. It, the, the amount of, like, draft analysts that you find on, like, the Twitter world, dude, like, there's some people who are like, don't take the tackle from Alabama because Alabama never produces good tackles. Okay, well, <laughs> look, we can go over a, a litany of programs that never produced anything, 
And yeah, there's I'm not a stuff based on the stool. No, dude, you can't do that. Like I, I hate no that. good Ohio State quarterback ever came out was good till CJ Stroud. Yeah, that that's exactly what I was gonna say. And like, there's other kids. Okay, well, here's a good example. They say don't draft the kid from Georgia. Oh, I'm sorry, Georgia always produces good tackles. So by that logic, yeah. like, what are we doing here? And like, they say he's big and uh, he could be like a Makai Becton with the weight issues. Look, we'll we'll see what the combine is, and well, I, I will entrust in the uh, draft gurus. Uh, come draft time to see what they say about these guys. Not some guy that just, you know, stumbles across a college football game on a random Saturday. But hopefully yeah. we, we draft the left tackle. Um, and then if you bring in Bakhtiari, fine. Let Bakhtiari be the starter. And then when he inevitably gets hurt, we hurt, we hand in it on preseason. over. In the, he won't play in the preseason, but maybe even yeah, training right. camp. You're the right. First game of the season. Well, he, well, here's the thing with him is he always needed that knee reconstruction surgery that he always kept like kicking down the road. Yeah. Um. He, I, look, maybe that helped him. And here's another thing too: is like, is the guy the guy's always talking crap about turf fields? Like, is he really coming here to play at MetLife, the worst turf in all the NFL? Yeah. Like, I think to play with his boy, he's going to. But we'll see. Maybe he's the feeling then, I have. Yeah, and then at right tackle, like there are other guys available in free agency that the Jets can bring in. Like, I know there's Trent Brown out there that could play left or right tackle. Uh, they're the kid from the I'll Raiders. Yeah, well, I mean, well, he's a he's a bigger guy too, but not not obviously yeah. to the extent. He's a little bit you know lighter on his feet than bet. You cannot. I'm telling you, that's the biggest problem he has is he's just <clears> not <throat> agile enough on his feet. Like these speed rushers, just well, that was the biggest problem. Right they him. said he was. They said he was too big coming out of college. That he's going to get injured in the NFL. Dude, I didn't want. I got to be honest with you, man. With this franchise and first round picks, and I've seen a lot of disappointing ones. That was the one guy where I was just so adamant about. Where I just kept saying, "Don't draft this guy. Don't draft yep. this guy." Especially, I was relieved. I'm like, when he failed, didn't he fail a drug test before college or something like that? Uh, yeah, I don't the, remember. Maybe. It was, some, it was something with the drug test. I was like, oh, good God. Like, Joe Douglas is talking about, you know, guys committed to football. Like, maybe this takes them off the board. Because I knew I knew this would be a thing, bro. And I said, look, draft Worfs, draft Wills, like, draft whatever tackle is there besides Becton. And if and if that's not the case, draft C.D. Lamb or Jerry Judy. Yeah. Just that's no Becton. I, that's – our our mutual friend uh, Lou will tell you that I was the biggest CD Lamb fan. I when they didn't take him, I was miserable. I wanted Judy. Well, here's the thing: I was mad on that draft night when CD Lamb kept falling, and I was like, "Dude, you got to trade Jamal Adams to the Cowboys and get CD Lamb." Like, remember when the Cowboys yeah, were him. the Cowboys? Look, I know we love Garrett and we love AVT, but you know, at the time, if we didn't stumble across Garrett and we could have got CD Lamb, because remember the Cowboys offered the Jets a first round pick at the trade deadline that year. Yeah, they did. Give me uh, CD Lamb over Garrett Wilson. No, nah, I, so, I, 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 I think you're. I think I think you're a little too premature. You got to remember, dude. CD Lamb in his at that first, time, though. Oh, at that time, out of college, yeah, I would probably agree with you. I didn't love Garrett Wilson coming out of college. Like truth be told, I wanted Jamison Williams from uh, Alabama or Christian Watson. I, I wanted like a real speed threat like that. I just but... didn't want Drake London. I was cool no, with anybody else. No, 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 I didn't want London. He doesn't I, look that bad though. I didn't want London. Well, he can't really get open. Like that's kind of the thing. Like and also the quarterback, quarterback play. Well, yeah, Ritter's dude. one of the only worst quarterbacks in Wilson. He's worse than Wilson. Yeah. Well, I I wanted Watson or I wanted Williams. I didn't really love Burks, but I my my ideal goal that offseason was to trade for either AJ Brown or uh, Tyreek. They should have. I, really I don't know why they didn't. Time. Yeah, I I don't know. I I'm kind of cool with Garrett on the rookie contract because yeah, now they, I am. But at the time, I was mad that they didn't get AJ Brown. Me too. But and Tyreek. I, yeah, dude, Tyreek was devastating, man. I wanted that guy. I think, I think Zach. Although would... they might, have, they might have had both of them because they, their offer was only second round picks for Tyreek, wasn't it? 
Yeah, well, it no, wasn't it was going to be the first round it, pick. I yes, thought. it was. It was all the first round. It was all the second round. It was whatever uh, was equivalent to a first round pick with the draft. Yeah, it was like uh, their two or three second round picks. Yep. Yeah, we still would have had the first round pick. That would have been great. I wanted. They wouldn't have drafted Garrett too. I th- honestly, dude, probably they might have. They might have drafted Jermaine Johnson at tenth overall. Yeah, they probably would have. Yeah, they probably would have. Yeah, that dude. That's who I thought we were going to take over Garrett that year. But anyway, this all season, I want all every single dollar. And draft pick on the offense. I don't care about it. the defense is all coming back. Who's a free agent on defense? The backup tackles like Jefferson. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, he's the guy I bring back. Get rid of JFM. Well, whatever. he's gonna he's gonna cost out. he's gonna cost a significant amount of capital. Right, well, so like, what, what are, are, are you paying? Tag and trade them? No, well, there is a line. I'm not giving to rice off twenty million dollars a year, dude. I say it all the time on here. I I wouldn't tag and trade him because, dude, when's the last time we've had pre- we, like all we do is complain about pressure off the edge and. No, you're that's why I want to keep them. Yeah, we have two guys that look like they can get double-digit sacks this year. And what I would do is I would just tag them and say, look, play on the tag. Like, is he really going to, like, hold out? This is a guy that was undrafted. He's looking for money. The guy is going to show up and play because he wants the money from the tag. How much is the tag, though? Are you willing to give him that much money? The, the tag is probably $20 million a year. I, are you sure about that? Because I'm, I'm going to look it up. for an edge rusher, I think it is. Yeah, look it I, up. I'm, I'm going to look it up while we talk here. But, dude. I, I just don't really see a scenario where if, if you – what's the harm? And, and this is also malpractice by Douglas by, you know, restructuring Carl Lawson before the season started when we had a guy in Bryce Huff that was ready to go and you should have played more last year. You could have extended him for a very reasonable figure, yeah, and they didn't. They were too worried about Carl Lawson. Yeah, they, did. they were. That's what yeah. they should have did. But th- it, there's got to be a line to pay him, though. Like, I'm not giving this guy $20 million a year. I'm sorry. No, I, I wouldn't give him. I would not give him. Uh, I'd try to a, go three forty-five on him. What they gave Walson, I don't know if that's going to get it done, dude. You probably could have gave uh, Bryce Huff the same amount you gave JFM or something close to it, like that type oh, of similar. The season, you could have got him probably three years, thirty million. Yeah, for the well, season. the The number that I've had in mind here is like I'm thinking like I don't know, dude, like five or eighty-five. Like oh, five years. Yeah, I mean he's only twenty-five. Why not? That would be 17 mil a year. Yeah, I would do that. Yeah, you would commit that. I would just tell him to play on the tag, honestly. I would give him I would give him that kind. He they gotta keep him. He's good. But other than the defense, oh, that's really it. That's all I want. All right. So if the Jets wanted to tag Bryce Huff, and this is just going off of last offseason, the regular franchise tag for for a defensive end is 19 mil. If okay. they wanted to use the transition tag on him, that's 17 mil. So with the transition tag, I believe that's if a team signs him, they have to give up. Uh, that's what Lamar Jackson got last year, I believe. That's the two first. I think I I, I think so. Don't Four quote seconds. me on that. Yeah, give him that then. That's fine. I'll have him play on either. If the tag's only nineteen million, I'd be fine with him playing on playing on the tag. Yeah, just one year. Go out there and do it again, and if you do it again, you get that long term deal. Like it, it, it's It'd just be better that to simple. extend him though, just for the for the cap purposes, it would be a lot better to extend him. Yeah, playing the tag, but the tag's gonna be. But either way, they have money coming off the books. They kind of set themselves up for a lot of moves this offseason. season, so they gotta do something. They need, but like I said, we talked about it before. Free agency is gonna determine the draft. If they go in to, if they come out of free agency with an entire starting line, like they signed two tackles, they're not taking a tackle with the first round pick. I don't think. I don't think that's off the table. I really don't. Depends who the so, two tackles are. Like if those guys were just like bridge guys and like. If one of them's back to Ari, who you know is probably going to get hurt, I don't think it takes tackle, dude. But that dread- would be 
they that drafted... would be smart. You think they're going to do that? They'll no, probably, dude, they'll probably they drafted... rely on Bakhtiari. I know, but you, you were talking about, oh, if they have guys. Dude, they had plenty of pass rushers, and they drafted Will McDonald last year. I don't, I don't think yeah, you could take no, any right. position off the table. I would just, yeah, like I would just go best available. Yeah, and if Bryce Huff on wants offense. something, if Bryce Huff wants something crazy, like dude, just let him. I, like that's how I feel. Like I'm not paying him like over twenty million dollars a year. Like he's no, like Max no, Crosby no, or something like that. We were already no, paying Quinnen. Uh, how much does Max Crosby make? Uh, Crosby has got to be the last time I I looked, he was on a pretty reasonable number. But like, just look at Crosby and Bosa, and basically cut that in half because this guy is not half the player that these guys are. So if they're no. making twenty seven million a year, you can't realistically pay this guy twenty five million dollars a year, and I don't no. think he's gonna get that much. Yeah, Cro- Crosby was four years for ninety four. So even dude, five for eighty five for Bryce Hoff is a pretty fair payday, I think. Yeah, so that's yeah, that's like people are talking on Twitter that he's gonna get twenty million a year. There's no way he gets twenty million dollars a year. No, if he wants twenty million dollars a year, go- yeah, goodbye. If he goodbye. wants four years eighty, then he can go. But I, I would go fifteen to seventeen on him. If the, the, before we go here. If they win on Sunday, are you back in? No, because they'll just lose on Christmas Eve to the Commanders. Dude. You know how they are. <laughs> the only I way said... I'm in, the only way I'll be in is if they're 8-8 eight and eight and they play New England and they win, they get in. Then I'll be all in, let's win, all this stuff. That's the only way they're getting me back in for the season, which but, is but, not going to happen. But Wouldn't it be something if they're 8-8 eight and eight and they beat New England and they lose out on a tiebreaker to get to the well, that, yeah, that That would be probably the Jets' worst-case scenario, a typical Jets moment. Yeah, well, the only the, the main objective is for the rest of the season is forget about the wins and losses for a second here. It's it's starting next year with Rodgers under center week one. That's the only objective of this team. They cannot ruin that. And yeah, I got news for you, man. I I, I it's not what I would do, but if they win this week, he's he's gonna play next week. I'm not saying he's not. I just don't think they should. Dude, it, that, I would maybe that, they should probably hold him out till the Cleveland game though, because you're gonna play him two games in four days, come off an Achilles. Instead of a Cleveland game, then a 10-day rest of the New England game. And you would think if Zach Wilson is actually playing well against the Commanders, you should win that game. You should that win game. that game, yeah. But but this is That's the That's what I would team. do personally. If yeah, well, be, I wouldn't bring him back against against the Commanders because having him play two games in four days off an of Achilles would be even more moronic. At least <laughs> if you play him against Cleveland, he has 10, 11 days to rest after. Well, have you met the performance staff currently? No, they're pathetic and they're embarrassing and they'll do the wrong thing always. That's how they are. Who are the Mets? <laughs> I was just gonna say, who's a bigger embarrassment—the performance staff or Billy Nepler? Oh, well, Billy Nepler. Now he has two franchises that he left in ruin. Two. The Angels are gonna take forever to recover, and it's clear, clearly hurting the Mets. What he did to us. Yeah, well, the teams I, don't want guys don't want to come here. Well, also, I think Cohen is like, listen, man. Like, I'm still paying two forty-year-old pitchers to go pitch for other teams next year. Like, we got to be sure of what we're doing. And he left it, the franchise it, in ruin. He. He got Brandon Nimmo gave him a long contract, not worth it. He gave Stalin Marte this big contract. The guy can't, he won't even be on the field the last two years of his deal. And then he signed Scherzer and Verla. They aren't even here anymore. He, he stinks. <laughs> I wish Lorenzo was in here. Yeah. Come on. And they're going to well, pay and, Alonzo, and, too. Yeah. No, so, and you're not, and you would trade Pete Alonzo. Yes. So I've been on that for six months. So but this is what's going to happen, though. They're going to do nothing this offseason. They get, they're getting nobody. They're, they have five spots left in the 40 man. That's it. They only have five 40 man spots open left. So you figure two starting pitchers. Maybe a guy that could maybe play DH in an outfielder and then one reliever, and that's it. All they're going to do, they're going to turn around in February and they're going to give Pete Alonso a huge contract, and all and the fan base is going to go ballistic. I just told, I was just going to ask you, and you and you think they extend uh, Pete Alonso? That's 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 because I think they're going to get they're getting so much heat right now, even from like the people that are like shills, even like the Mets shills that I know are crushing them right now, and the people but, that are like me aren't really because I'm not really getting on them that much right now. 
But really, the whole offseason for me was Yamamoto or Bust. I didn't want anybody else. If we get and, Soto, there's no point for us because they would have just missed the playoffs still with him anyway. So and my, my, my last question here with the Mets is, do you miss Buck Showalter yet? Did you want who, – No, who, 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 no, no. Who's worse? That Buck? guy's the biggest loser in the Buck, history of the Buck. MLB. Who's worse, Buck or uh, Sala? Sala's the worst because he's never made the playoffs or had a winning record. Well, but, but Bucks at least won one playoff series in twenty three yeah. years, and, he, and he's had winning re- he's had winning records. But Salah has has never had a winning record. No, and and, and are the Rangers going to make the playoffs this year? They'll probably make it, but they're not going anywhere. Don't expect that. I know you're a Ranger fan, but don't expect anything. No, and, and the Knicks aren't going anywhere. No, Knicks and dude, Knicks and Nets first round knockouts, first second round knockouts. That's it. I got to tell you, man, Nets are going to be an annoying out this they year. They both dude. they both need superstars though. Yeah, well, they could they could be in a bidding war for Donovan Mitchell. Well, that's that's what they need. They need superstars. Until they say a superstar, I cannot take them seriously. Yeah, well, it, it, they, what Leon Rose did to get them to mediocrity and actually like consistently in the playoffs is good. But he's got to take the next step now. Like they've had so they have so many draft picks that they haven't used. They literally haven't had a first round pick in three years now. They just keep kicking the can down the road. They keep trading back, trading back. They got to right, do now, it now. Now this is the official last question here. Rank the franchises in order that you have faith in to win something. Oh, faith, or you do I think it's close? It's much different between faith and the closest. Uh whatever you think. Like in your opinion, the okay, not okay, sure, the closest. And you're in, in just next year. Like, who gives you the best chance to win something? It's probably the Rangers, Jets, Knicks, Mets. The Mets are all the way down there. Yeah, because you look at it, the Rangers are have a good team. They're probably a few pieces away from competing. If the Jets have a good offseason, Rogers is healthy. If the Jets, if they, the Rogers are healthy right now. We, me and you, we'd be sitting here right now. They'd be nine and four, and we'd be talking about they could maybe have the one seed and make the Super Bowl if he was healthy. And then that's with so Salah as the coach. On four, yeah, that's how that's how good that Rogers is. If we and had that's a real coach, forget and, and, it. And that's how good of a roster Joe Douglas put together too. Uh, he didn't go all in on the offense after he got him. Yeah, well, I mean, if you, if you're talking about the team potentially being the one seed with one guy, I I think the roster that was no, he hasn't done a terrible to win. I, this all season is was is really what set me off with him after he got Rogers when he started doing all these weird moves. McDonald yeah. in the first round, they didn't go all in to get another receiver. Well, don't worry, Buck Showalter misses you too. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, he was in Muttentown. I'll, I'll go pay him a, a visit in Muttentown. He, he almost went to the Angels. They don't want to hire him, but they would have been perfect <laughs> for each other. They're the, the losing franchise and a losing manager. Him perfect. and Nepler could have had a uh, could have had a reunion over that there. That guy is never getting a GM job ever again, ever. No. He well, he, he they didn't fire him. He resigned, quote unquote. Yeah, okay. Sure he did. He, <laughs> he resigned. Let him and keep can, his dignity. But, but don't worry, King Cohen – According right. to Salicata, I can't, gonna, I can't, I can't do it. I think we join the spaces. I think Jeff fans are bad with the delusion, but there's nothing worse than my fellow Met fan base with delusion. And led by Salicata. Well, he's not a Mets fan. He guys a fraud. He grew up a Braves fan. <laughs> Salicata. So, he, and like, no- openly, he openly admitted to rooting for the 90s Braves. Like that'd be like that'd be me like, yeah, 2008, I won the Phillies to win the World Series. Like, come on, dude. <laughs> so. And then BT were unkillable. I, I like yeah, Brandon. I, I like Brandon though. I like, Brandon I, I, I like too, both. His... I like both guys. I gotta say, but they, they can be delusional Sal's, at Sal's times. Terrible. Sal's terrible. Brandon's a good guy. He's good on the radio. Sal is he's brutal. I like I like Sal. I think he makes some oh, good points, brutal. but he he's pretty brutal, dude. I like Sal's. I like it. I like a nice he's Sal brutal. rat, but he he's brutal sometimes. It's I should like, call dude, into them. 
the the whole the whole King Cohen thing has gotta. It's pathetic. What what have like what have that's why like I gotta get next time Lorenzo's on you gotta get me on with this guy like what, ha, what and Sean's a big Mets fan years? too. Look, look, I know, they, the they, they both love King Cohen. Done? Cohen, we're just we're, gonna, we're just the same embarrassment. We just have more money. Yeah. Well, that's we that's about com- six GMs. <laughs> I can't wait to have this conversation one day. But all right, that's gonna yeah, do it for tonight. <laughs> Please follow, subscribe wherever you get your podcast. A week before Christmas, uh, you know, Happy Hanukkah to those who celebrate, and uh, we will talk to everyone uh, next week. Maybe after the Jets uh, shock the world, wouldn't count on it. But go Jets. <laughs>